Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The universe is, as I'm sure we all know by now, around 93 billion light years across in size, when you measure from here to here. Just for a bit of context there, a light year measures around 10 trillion kilometres, or roughly the same sort of distance between where BMW drivers park their car and the actual space they were aiming for. Yet despite the sheer improbable size of the universe, Star Trek absolutely loves to have familiar faces come across each other in it. Of all the gin joints, on all the space stations, and all the cosmos, she walks into this one that just happens to be run by everyone's second favourite Ferengi. The first is wrong. And as well as sharing the actual universe, the franchise is in itself a shared universe, meaning that writers are free to pluck a character from another show and drop in it elsewhere if it fits a strong narrative. Or in the case of Luwaxana Troy, even if it doesn't. From flying visits to entire bottle episodes, my name is Adam Cleary and these are the 10 best crossover episodes in Star Trek history. Number 10, Through the Looking Glass. We start with Through the Looking Glass because it might be considered something of a contentious entry. Where the rest of this list has the crossover element front and centre in its story, what we have here is a bottle episode that included a prominent but not crucial role for a star of another Trek. Specifically, Tim Russ as Tuvok. However, being a Mirror Universe episode, it's got enough of a fresh feeling about it to merit inclusion, and it's just a fantastic episode in its own right, so here we are. Kidnapped from DS9 in the opening moments, Ben Sisko is recruited by the Mirror Universe O'Brien to play the role of Freedom Fighter for the Terran Rebels. His mission? To convince the Mirror version of his late wife to defect to their side, or watch her die for a second time. He has quite the little adventure too, socking Bashir right in his whiny moy, and hopping on the good foot to do the bad thing with both Dax and Kira. Not to cancel myself here, but this is Mirror Universe Evil Narice, and yeah, absolutely f*** me up. Oh, and uh, Tuvok is here too. Number 9, Sarek. An astonishingly overlooked episode of The Next Generation, Sarek isn't the most glaring of crossovers, but nonetheless a fantastic piece of interwoven storytelling. In fact, in terms of laying the groundwork for Season 5's Unification 2-parter, it's arguably one of the most important pieces of shared universe storytelling in the entire franchise. Its wider implications to one side, though, the Enterprise is dispatched to mediate diplomatic talks between the Federation and the Lagarans. This is a mission of critical importance, so Ambassador Sarek 
Sarek, yep, Spock's old man has been dusted off and sent to lead the delegation. However, a slight problem, he has developed a degenerative Vulcan condition that is causing him to A, lose control of his emotions, and B, transmit all the really violent ones to any nearby humanoids. Just gonna uh, quickly check memory alpha here, and yep, that's every single person on board. Wesley and Geordi nearly come to blows over how they respectively get their holes, Beverly slaps the goddamn taste out of her son's mouth, and Riker and Worf walk into 10 forward to find it looking like the what culture Christmas party. Eventually, Picard agrees to mind meld with Sarek in order to transfer his emotional stability, but the result is that he himself becomes overwhelmed. The episode's final act has him pouring the entire anguish of Sarek's soul all over his ready room couch, and it's one of Patrick Stewart's most astonishing performances in the whole series. Number 8, Flashback. Ah yes, the Star Trek episode that nearly spawned an entire new series, sort of. As the 90s rattled on and people got a lot more comfortable with posting screenshots on internet forums, it became a source of fun that Voyager's Tim Russ had prior to donning the pointy ears as Tuvok played a prominent member of the Enterprise B's bridge crew. Thus wanting to do something with this bizarre piece of casting, the two aired only one year apart, after all it was decided to integrate it into the canon of the show. Again, sort of. Rather than flash Voyager back to the opening of Generations, they instead had it focus on some unseen moments from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. There, they revealed that Tuvok was a junior officer assigned to the USS Excelsior under the command of Captain Sulu. Vocally protesting the proposed rescue of Kirk and McCoy, or the entire premise of that movie, if you want to be precise. It's a story of repressed memories and alien viruses at a time when Voyager desperately needed something a bit different. Now, quite why they wrote it into the lore that he was on this bridge, bridge in this film when he wasn't, and not that he was on this bridge in this film when he was, is beyond me. In fact, it's, uh, it's highly illogical, you might say. See? Come for the jokes, you get them. Number seven, Defiant. Ah, yes, when you find yourself stranded on a forgotten world only to be rescued eight years later by your own transporter clone who you surmise has also gone and ruined your life, there's not really a whole lot you can do to style that one out. However, if you are Thomas Riker, you can simply use your middle name, defect to a terrorist organization, and cash in on your alternate self's luck with the ladies to steal the most deadly ship in your former fleet. Posing as Will, he rocks up on DS9, eye-bangs Kira into giving him the keys to the Defiant, not even the evil one for some reason, and then sets off to smash up some Cardassian bases. The episode, neatly titled Defiant, features a great turn from Jonathan Frakes. First playing the charming and just here for a good time Will Riker, before revealing that he's actually Thomas by, and I cannot believe I'm actually going to say this, peeling off the sides of his beard to reveal it's an evil goatee. Cisco is forced to buddy up with Gold Ducat to advert the disaster, but not before Major Kira decides that the whole shtick it to the Cardi's energy is incredibly hot and snogs him. Number six, Generations. It's virtually impossible to ignore Generations as a Star Trek crossover because it is the Star Trek crossover. For years, fans had debated how and when Kirk and Picard... Are we there? Did it work? Yes. <sighs> Cleary, dude, you need to turn your firewall on. I shouldn't be able to just waltz into any of your videos, but here I am. But while I am here, hello, my name's Rich. I'm coming to you from Who Culture, a channel dedicated to all things Doctor Who. So why have I soniced my way onto Trek culture? Well, on a list all about crossovers, 
this is going to get a bit more crossovery, and we're going to talk about when Star Trek The Next Generation crossed over with Doctor Who. Now this crossover didn't happen on TV, it happened in a comics line published by IDW Comics back in 2012, and it's actually really specific. It takes place in between two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in Series 5, The Outcast and Cause and Effect. So it turns out the Federation planet Delta IV is under attack by a coalition between the Borg and the Cybermen, and the 11th Doctor, Amy and Rory, manage to pilot the TARDIS onto the holodeck of the USS Enterprise, and they meet up with Captain Picard. Also in the process of discussing the fact that they've come from a different universe, the Doctor actually mentions how his earlier incarnation, more specifically Tom Baker's fourth Doctor, actually met with Captain Kirk and also fought Cybermen at some point in the past. Now in typical Cybermen being big metal dickheads fashion, they actually turn against the Borg over the course of this comics line, and the Borg end up coming to Picard for help. Since the Doctor has come up against and defeated the Cybermen so many times, he knows their main weakness, and that is gold, and subsequently the Enterprise crew start adding gold to all of their weaponry. And of course, it's Doctor Who, there's gonna be time travel. The Doctor goes back in time to steal back a piece of Borg tech that the Cybermen stole initially in this alliance. And so a strike team led by Picard within the heart of the main cyber vessel, they manage to take down the Cybermen and with the Borg semi on their side, everything is cleaned up. The Doctor, Amy and Rory go back to their own time to go off and do their own thing and Picard having crossed paths with the Doctor and basically the TARDIS, wants to pursue looking into time travel. And that is when Doctor Who and Star Trek The Next Generation crossed over, and also when Who Culture and Trek Culture crossed over. If you are a fan of Doctor Who, go and subscribe to Who Culture. I'll see you over there. Until then, Cleary, put your damn firewall on. I'll see you soon. ...to leave behind an eternity of happiness to instead die a painful death on a collapsing bridge. Number five, Pathfinder. Simultaneously, the 130th episode of Star Trek Voyager and the very first episode of Star Trek The Reg Adventures, Pathfinder marked the beginning of the end for the stranded ship's time in the Delta Quadrant, changing the tone from a desperate crew stranded on the other side of the galaxy to a family on its way home. Set almost entirely on Earth, we learn that Starfleet is working tirelessly to find a way for Voyager to get back to the Alpha Quadrant. However, in the process, Reg Barkley, yes, of Enterprise D fame, has become somewhat obsessed with the whole thing, and even built himself a little holographic recreation of the ship where everyone on board adores him. After speaking to Deanna Troy, herself a great cameo in this, he discloses that he struggled with being away from his friends on his old ship and has turned to this imagined reality to try and cope. He unravels a bit after being taken off the project, breaks into the facility and attempts to enact his previously dismissed plan. Right before he's arrested and thrown in the slammer, contact with Voyager is made, and we get the most touching 87 seconds in the entire series. The episode ends with everyone on Voyager declaring that Reg is in fact a ledge and making him an honorary part of the crew. Number 4, Relics. Arguably Star Trek's most human man-out-of-time episode, Relic sees the crew of the Enterprise stumble across a crashed Starfleet ship and a man who has managed to survive by hiding as a pattern in the transporter buffer for 75 years. That man is Scotty. At first, a charming slice of nostalgia as the Enterprise's original chief engineer finds himself well out of his depth in a new age, the story slowly becomes a poignant tale about getting old and finding a place in a world that's now moving too fast for you. Scotty was once Starfleet's most useful man, now he's just in the way. Inevitably though, Scotty is there when he's eventually needed and after patching up an initially tumultuous relationship with Geordi, the two manage to work together to save the ship and her crew. A story that sees the value in melding the old with the 
something new, and an episode that does the same by initially playing nostalgia and the status quo off against one another before uniting them at its conclusion. Number three, The Way of the Warrior. Ah, uh, yes, the academics amongst you will pipe up here and insist that this isn't a crossover episode. It's actually an existing character being added to another series, and that's not the same thing, but honestly, I cannot say this enough. Just have a day off. Look, right, as far as I'm concerned, and in the land of online content the man with the publish button is Q, Worf wasn't a cast member of Deep Space Nine until he put on that nice new red uniform. All the time he spent in that classic yellow number, he was on loan from the next generation, and thus this is a crossover. Long story short here, Ben Sisko has a problem with the Klingons on the station, and short of options, reasons that the only person who can deal with them is obviously another Klingon. He recruits Worf for a temporary assignment ahead of his retirement from Starfleet, and so many skulls need cracked, he decides to stay on full time. Plus, this contains quite easily the single greatest space battle seen in Star Trek up to this point, as dozens of Klingon ships take on an astonishingly well-armed Deep Space Nine. Number two, unification. We'll get to the best Star Trek crossover episode in a moment, but before we do, let's look at the best Star Trek episode that also is a crossover. The difference is subtle, I'll grant you, but the point is that while this is a good crossover, it's more that it's a great episode. One of the next generation's best by some distance. The season 5 two-parter sees Picard and Data linking up with Spock, who, it is feared, may have defected to the Romulan Empire. He hasn't, of course. I mean, bloody hell, it's Spock, lads, have a bit of faith, but he is in deep with some very bad people as he strives towards a cultural reunification between the two ancient ancestors. Picard and Data who are dressed up here like a cover band whose gimmick is mashing up monkeys' hits with Kraftwerk beats, offer to lend a hand. The episode is a triumph of melding series nostalgia with a forward-thinking, world-building narrative, and was arguably the episode that first opened up the Romulans as a genuine culture that the franchise could explore. And of course, Leonard Nimoy, it goes without saying, is a joy to watch. Number one, Trials and Tribulations. Arguably Star Trek's most unsubtle, most balls-out, most look-everyone-it's-that-other-show attempt at a crossover, and lo and behold, it also just happens to be the best. Trials and Tribulations doesn't just draft in some guest stars for some hokey plot contrivances, it straight-up sets an entire episode of Deep Space Nine in an episode of the original series. In short, two suits from Starfleet's Temporal Investigations Department arrive on the station to receive Sisko's report over a recent mission. He tells them that he and the rest of the Defiance crew were flung back in time and, while there, prevented the assassination of James T. Kirk during the original Enterprise's fabled mission to the K-7 space station. Or, to be more specific, the original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. Donning the old uniforms and being digitally placed in scenes from the episode, it's supremely well put together from a technical perspective with a story that works as a loving ode to the show without ever veering into cheesy parody. Dax and Sisko interact with the original crew, Bashir and O'Brien get a dressing down from Kirk, and Worf even refuses to address why the Klingons of the day look so different. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.